Fun Ideas Productions presents the Fun Ideas Podcast. Hi, this is Mark Arnold, and welcome to Fun Ideas Podcast number 112. This episode is sponsored by the fine folks at Lee's Comics. From high atop the stately Lee's Comics mansion, we bring you the Lee's Comics Radio Hour with tonight's special guests, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, Cerebus the Aardvark, and yours truly, Wally Fields. Friends, have you tried Lee's Comics? Lee's Comics is better than the leading comic book store. Wait a minute. Lee's Comics is the leading comic book store, based on arbitrary standards set by Lee Hester himself. Lee's Comics eBay store is still going strong with over 10,000 vintage comics, the majority of which are now on sale. For half off, choose from Lee's huge stock of golden, silver, bronze, and modern age comics, and specializing in Silver Age Marvel titles. You can count on friendly service, accurate grading, and quick, secure shipping, backed by a money-back guarantee. To check out Lee's eBay store, go to eBay. Click Advanced Search to the left of the search bar. Scroll down to Sellers and enter Lee's Comics, Inc., period. That's L-E-E-S-C-O-M-I-C-S-I-N-C, period. Don't forget the period. Lee's Comics is shipping daily with no delays. New items daily. Mention the Fun Ideas podcast and get a free bonus gift. Long title, Looking for the Good Times, Examining the Monkey Song One by One by Michael Aventrella and Mark Arnold. A book that examines each song, gives lots of details about each song, and our own personal opinions. You can find this book on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, and anywhere where good books are being sold. Our webpage is wordpress.monkeys.com, where you can see many of the songs and give your own opinions of them. And we will be discussing this more on Zilch. Hey, Michael, it says here we've written another book about the monkeys. Wasn't the first one enough? Not at all, Mark. Our original book, Looking for the Good Times, Examining the Monkey Songs One by One, was very successful, but only covered half the story. Which half? The group half. Our new book, Headquartered, A Timeline of the Monkey's Solo Years, covers the solo half. Who knew the monkeys record so many solo albums? Not only that, but this book covers all of their solo projects, including stage shows, horse racing, running record labels, directing and starring in TV shows and movies, voice acting, and jail. Jail? Did the monkeys go to jail? Ah, you have to read the book to find out. You sold me. Have you sold them? Who, who, who's them? Those people out there listening to this. Well, listen to this. This book has discographies, photos, and other information about the prefab for Mickey, Davy, Peter, and Mike, 
the Solo Monkeys, plus another nifty cover by Scott Shaw. Wow, he did our last cover, and this one's equally good. Where can you get this masterpiece? Announcer. Announcer? That's me. <clears throat> get Headquartered, a timeline of the Monkey Solo Years, written by Michael A. Ventrella and Mark Arnold. Those two guys. It's available in hardback, paperback, or ebook from BearManorMedia.com or from Amazon. Get your copies today. Cool. I'm going to get one today. The Warren Kramer book is still being proofed, and I'm still working on my Mad book and the Kool-Aid Man article, as well as articles about the Richie Rich comic strip and Charlton Comics. I'm also working on a book about Pac-Man. On today's show, we welcome back Charles Rosenay, and today he's brought the lead singer from Spanky and Our Gang and the Mamas and the Papas. Here she is, Spanky McFarlane. Hi, this is Mark Arnold, and I'm on Fun Ideas Podcast number 112. Uh, today we have two special guests. One is Charles Rosenay, who's been on here many times, and he brings great guests with us, particularly the musical variety. And today on the phone with us is... From Spanky and our gang, Spanky McFarlane. Yay! Yay! Yeah, thank you. Hi, Mark. Hi, Charles. Uh, hi, Spanky. How are you? Uh, good. We, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> we, we've spoken through the years, but it was about 10 or 11 years ago where we, we got to hang out somewhat because you came to our Beatles Expo in Connecticut and also to RockCon, which was the weekend of 100 rock stars. So, Mark, what I just want to share with you before we start bombarding Spanky with some questions is um, we had this weekend of 100 rock stars in the Meadowlands in New Jersey, and it was epic. I mean, Tommy James and Al Jardine and Little Anthony and Spanky and just Mary Wilson, on and on and on, these great people. And it wasn't just them, you know, being stars. They were just hanging out with everybody and signing autographs and meeting fans and then singing on stage. And um, actually, Spanky um, was the recipient of the Rock Con Icon Award. So that was... Uh... <laughs> I still have my little trophy. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we we thought it was going to be like a a perennial you know an annual event and it was going to be televised for years to come, but it was a one shot and it was really special. So Spanky, thank you for being part of that and thank you for being on Mark's show today. Yeah, it, well, it's my pleasure, guys. Really. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you want to start with questions or I start or what? I'd love for you to start, Mark, yeah. Okay. Um, I guess the main thing is, you know, you always start at the beginning and, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to be a singer and how you got involved with Spanky and our gang and then later the new mamas and papas and like that, just a brief summary. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. And then we'll hang up. <laughs> just, just summarize 40 years of your career. <laughs> yeah. Or or the, 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 the first years. I, my mother said I was born singing. I could sing before I could talk. And uh, it was, I was born in the 40s, so radio was big. And my mother always had the radio on. She loved the music. And I would sing along with the radio. Hmm. And I was the youngest of eight at that time. And then my little brother came along after I turned six. And, you know... I had been the baby for six years, 
So when my brother came, it was like, oh. <laughs> I just became one of the kids. It was like, oh, man, <laughs> this really sucks. <laughs> but he's adorable, and I love him still. He's great. My brother, Mikey. <laughs> but being from a big Catholic family, it's like, it's trippy. It's very trippy. Uh, one of my older sisters became a nun, and my parents thought that was their ticket to heaven. You know? Wow. Like, like they used to say, yeah, hey, I thought it should be a priest. You know? But anyway, she was a nun, but she didn't stay around too long, not very long. In fact, she was at a boarding school, and I... She was teaching there as a nun, and I went to the boarding school, and uh, I lasted three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Am I telling too much? <laughs> no, we love it. <laughs> so then um, we'll move on to, like, graduating high school, and then I went to Chicago, and a bunch of my girlfriends, we all had this job. And uh, it was an insurance company, I think it was State Farm. And uh, we all had jobs there, but at night, we would, you know, enjoy Chicago, shall we say. And we lived on the near north side, and there was lots of interesting places. And one place we went to a lot was called the Pickle Pickle. Pickle Pickle. And, coffee house. <laughs> and one night they had, today you'd probably call it open mic. There, I think it was called a hoot nanny or something. I'm not sure what. But anyway, my girlfriend dared me to get up and sing. And I was like in, you know, jeans and a sweatshirt. It was like my big number, you know. But I did get up and sing. And the owner of the club tried to hire me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was <going>, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it went on from there. I, just, I went there more and more, and I sang more and more. Got to know more people. Wait, wait. Do, do you remember and what? Then, do you remember what song you sang the first time? Oh, boy, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't. Mm. I, I wonder if anybody does. <laughs> I don't think anybody's old enough to remember that night, but <laughs> it was fun. I know that. Oh, I have to think about really long and hard about what song it could have been. <laughs> Anyway, I was listening to, you know, Bob Dylan and John Baez and Pete Seeger and the Weavers, and I, I, I loved all of them very much and wanted to sing that kind of music. So uh, I got me a boyfriend who um, he and I and Roger McGuinn, who was Jimmy McGuinn then, formed this little trio. Hmm called the uh, Old Town Trio. Mm -hmm. And we would go to this place called the Gatorhorn, and we would listen to Bob Gibson and Bob Camp, and then we'd steal their songs, and we'd go down to Oak Street Beach and spend the whole night down there playing and singing on the beach and stealing their material. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> Does anybody remember them? Barely. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, they were great. They really were. They were cute. They were uh, studly, uh -huh. and uh, <laughs> they, they had it going on at that time. This is we're talking now. We're talking middle sixties. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So 
I got to be kind of well known in that area, and um, I had an uncle who had a place called the Plug Nickel, mm. and they had jazz, but it was Chicago jazz, uh, New Orleans style jazz. Yeah, you know, not not the not the kind you think of today, but Dixieland style. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a job there. You know, somebody had to work. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I got a job there as a hat check girl. But certain songs that the band played, I knew, and I would get up and sing with them. So this went on for a while, and uh, some friends of mine came up from Florida and came in and found me working there. Somehow we progressed to get to this this club called Mother Blues, where we knew everyone. We knew Mother Blue. We knew Curly Tate, who was running it for her. And we, we got a job there as a trio. It was me, Osbach, and Nigel Pickering. Okay. And we sang every song that we knew. We sang every song I knew. Every song Nigel knew, and every song Oz knew, and in between, we do comedy bits to fill in the time. <laughs> and they had a six weeks long, six weeks long, I think that's correct, uh, jazz festival, and they had everybody there, and we were the opening act. Mm -hmm. And I remember these patrons who had come for the jazz; they would just kind of look at us and go. Uh, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> because I mean, I played a washboard, I played a, a kazoo, and Nigel played a, a 12 string, and we were singing sounds like Nagasaki, but back to Nagasaki with the bells kicked back here, the women wicky wacky woo. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you did all the vocals? Oh, yeah, the three of us did vocals, yeah. We, yep. were, three, we were three parts then. Right. And we just kept adding to that. We couldn't think of a name, so temporarily we were going to call it Spanky and our gang. Well, we started getting really good reviews in the local papers, and so we couldn't change the name because we had already started something. So that's how I became the boss of the gang. Sure. <laughs> Believe me, the guys weren't happy about that. <laughs> anyway, we had a great time, and we... Um, it went on from there. Uh, Mercury Records came in one night and saw us and, and immediately wanted to sign us. And we never dreamed we'd have a choice of recording companies. So we signed with Mercury Records. Yeah. And we uh, had our first trip, which we're excited we'll never do the same. And it went on from there with uh, Lazy Day, I Could Get to Know You. Um, Sunday morning. Um, I can't remember them all. Give, give, a, give a damn. Oh, yeah, give a damn, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yesterday's <laughs> rain was one. Yesterday's rain. Anyway, um, so we, we took that group. By that, it was uh, six. There were six of us. Uh, or was it five? Let's see. It was me, Nigel, Oz, Malcolm Hale, and we. We stole uh, Judy Hensky's drummer, uh, John Sider. So there were five of us. But we moved to New York, and Oz left the band, and we got Lefty Baker and Kenny Hodges. So now there's six of us. 
and we go on the Ed Sullivan show. And uh, it was kind of funny because my mom and dad, or my, my dad mostly, had disowned me for like being in Chicago and wasting my life. And, and I was on TV, with a show he watched every Sunday night, and <laughs> it was like, Oh, ooh. Wow. I, I think that's my daughter. <laughs> you, you made it with your dad right there. That was key. Ed Sullivan. <laughs> yeah. He wanted me to come home and sing in, in my church choir. And uh, I said, that's what I'm doing. And I went on TV instead. And uh, so that, that was the beginning of it all. And we had Very a bunch cool. of And we had a great time. Great time. Can you, can you give us the chorus of Someday We'll Never Be the Same? Are you kidding? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, because you'll probably use it. <laughs> all right. All right. I tried. Be the same. That's it. You're a legend. You sound amazing. Now, I have a couple questions considering you you mentioned it. You said you did little comedy bits in the first place before you got big, as it were. What what did that consist of? Telling jokes or what did you do? Uh, Just stupid stuff. You know, (laughs) we'd talk about a song and and, uh, uh, Nigel would say, how did that go? I said, oh, it's right here on the tip of my tongue. Then I'd stick out my tongue and then he'd read my tongue. You know, he'd Kind of like Dadville. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's been it's been a long time. Was, was that <laughs> to think of something that we did? Was that to amuse the crowd or yourselves? <laughs> well, Probably both. That, that's funny you should say that because every night Nigel and I would think of something backstage that to do to surprise the band. Some little <laughs> twist or turn or trick or something. Because, you know, you can't do the same thing every night. Yeah. Yeah. And right. uh, I, I had, I didn't get people in the band that I, that were particularly good, although they were good. I've got people that I really loved. So we now <laughs> just have a great time, and we did. Oh, so cool. Another question I have. Um, obviously, your name is very close to Spanky McFarland of the real Our Gang or Little Rascals. Uh, did you ever meet him ever in your lifetime? Well, um, Howard Stern was going to have us both on TV one on TV on the radio <laughs> one time, but he didn't want to do it. Um, oh. He was mad at me. I did, I did not know him, but he was mm-hmm. mad at me for using that name. Well, my real name was McFarland, and I got Spanky as a nickname, and it stuck. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean it as anything, but maybe a, a tribute to him because right. I left that little rascal. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> we were so cute. But uh, he took it wrong, you know, and we never really got together. Too bad. Oh. <laughs> it could have been called Spanky and her gang and there never would have been an issue. <laughs> right. I like the R gang. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, spanky and, and Spanky. Over the years. I mean, people were in and out. Some people passed away and, you know, and, but our game changed, but thank you, never did. 
right. Now, you mentioned Ed Sullivan's show. I, I mean, I have a list. I'll just rattle them off, I guess. Uh, were there any memories of the other shows you did? I have like Hollywood Palace, John Davidson, Merv Griffin, Craft Music Hall, Tonight Show. <laughs> wow, you guys were everywhere. Uh, One of our earliest gigs was the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And um, it was, we, we were standing there waiting to go on. At a, they had a commercial. And during the commercial, Johnny Carson got up with a giant stick and went over and started poking the band. Like they were <laughs> in a, a zoo It was really weird. He was a wild man. And then he'd sit back down and act like nothing happened, you know. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> oh, and Ed Sullivan. Oh my God, it got me going now. Ed Sullivan. First of all, you would spend a week there. You would go there on Monday, and you would stay there until the next Sunday. You had to be there every day, no matter what order you came on the show. You had to wait all day for the whole week. So our dressing room was way up on the catwalk. Way up above the stage, mm-hmm. but anyway, I think we were we were on several times, and they had a director there named Tim Kaiser, and he's still around. I think he directed, or produced uh, Will and Grace. Anyway, he's a great guy, but he would see us coming, and he'd say, "Okay, what do you guys want to do?" And he'd let us do skits and stuff to our songs, which was really fun. But the thing about Ed, Ed apparently had been in some really bad car wreck hmm. so he was taking something i don't know what but i don't know i, I don't want to say it was morphine but it's <laughs> really heavy okay. and he would fall asleep they would bring him back out you know back while the act, <laughs> act was on whatever who was ever was on and then he would go out and introduce the next act with with the cue cards all of a sudden i can't talk um and so he uh, he'd go back to sleep he, after every set. After he every... went to sleep while the acts were on. They dropped <laughs> him up the, um, It's like an ironing board, but you stand up and you you rest back into it, and so you clothes don't get uh, messed up. You know, you're still standing, but you can sleep there. And then they'd wake him up and push him out of the curtains, and he'd go out and say. I remember he was introducing uh <laughs> he was introducing the um oh who were the girls that had the the Supremes. Oh, the Supremes, yeah. Mary Wilson. He was introducing the Supremes, right? Yeah. And he said and now I think he couldn't find the cue cards or something because he said, And now there's three young Negro performing girls. Oh gosh. Oh yeah, he sure did. I guess that out of us went crazy. But anyway, and he used to screw up all the time. But we loved it, of course. One time we were singing a song, and he walked over and he took Nigel's hat off and put it on Lefty and pounded it down on his head while we were trying to sing. Wow, crazy times. Of course, he Mm -hmm. could do whatever he wanted. Of course. So jo- so Johnny Carson whipped you and no, he didn't whip me, no, he didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was great though. All those people. Mike Douglas, uh, yeah. we did the we did the uh 
Hollywood Palace with the not Nina Simone. Uh, who's the one? Uh, Red Skeleton. The, no, the lady who sang Stormy uh, Weather. Not Leslie Uggams. No, no. Stormy, Stormy Weather. Of oh, Stormy Weather. No, no, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stormy Weather. Oh, you know the song, yeah. Um, it, it, we're not. We're not. Billy Holiday sang it, and I think um, um, a bunch of <sighs> Bessie Smith. Bessie yeah. Smith sang it. I mean, no, no, no. Later than that. Later than that. Yeah. She wrote a book too. She gave me a book. Sorry, I can't remember things. You get to be my age. That's and all right. We we should know too. We're music people, and we yeah, don't know. I, I, but I'm rattling names in my head. I'm thinking of. Ni- Nina Horn. Okay. Oh, Nina Horn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, she gave us all her book. And she, you know, you would go and you'd meet these people and maybe never see them again. But <laughs> you couldn't forget somebody like Nina Horn. She was a class act. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, speaking of class acts, we got to get this in because, you know, uh, Charles and I are working on a Turtles project, and I know you were in the Happy Together uh, documentary years ago talking about being in a love pile. Love um, pile. I, I always like that part. Um, so did you encounter them a lot back yeah, in the day? Playing in Chicago, and the Turtles were playing in one of the suburbs from nightclubs. And they went late. We, we did a concert and they were going late, so we went out to visit them. And uh, they invited me on stage. And I'm not sure if other members of my band went up there too, but I know I got up there. We were singing, happy together. All of a sudden, <laughs> so we started hugging each other. And we got into it like an, a dog pile on the stage, it, laughing. We couldn't stop laughing. It was, <laughs> You had to kind of be there. <laughs> it was crazy. The turtles were a lot of fun. There was nobody singing like Howard Kalen, except maybe Denny Doherty from the Mamas and Papas. Those two voices, those men both had golden throats, I call them. I mean, they could do no wrong vocally. They just mm-hmm. had beautiful, beautiful tone, beautiful pitch, beautiful beautiful voices. Did you stay in touch with uh, with Howard or any of the guys through the years? I do hear from the Turtles once in a while. I hear from Mark Bowman. Uh, I guess Howard is not uh, touring anymore. I'm sorry to hear that. Right. Uh, but I, uh, you know, we, we, have, we go way back. My husband was the road manager for a while. So, you know, it's, it's all pretty complex. <laughs> what what years was your husband there, the road manager for the Turtles? I believe it was 67, 68, 69, around that time, somewhere in there. Now, now what is his name? There's a road manager mentioned on the Rhythm Butchers Turtles records. Like he <laughs> recorded these wacky recordings in the hotel rooms and stuff. So what's it, what was his name? Well, there was Charlie Galvin, that was my husband, and then okay. Carlos Bernal. Okay. And then Jimmy Sider, who was <laughs> our drummer's brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know. So six degrees of separation all, all around. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Did you have any um, any association with the monkeys at all, um, Spanky? Well, 
did a tour with them. Um, oh, let's see. I was already with Eric at that time. Oh, what year was it? I don't know. I think it was late 80s. I think we toured with them. Uh, sorry, I can't remember too much about it. That's okay. I'm just curious about that and if you ever had any um, encounters with the Beatles at all. Well, I know when we played, when Frank and our gang played in England, we went to a club called, I think it was called The Cave. And um, I heard that Paul McCartney was there. But by the time I got off the stage and went to check it out, he was gone. Um, let's see, who else? Did you work with or meet the mamas and papas back in the day? I know you were in the group later, but back in the 60s? I was in the group later, but I met Cass. I didn't know Denny or John or Michelle, but mm -hmm. Cass came to Chicago before the mamas and papas. Oh. And um, she and I met, and we were fast friends. And um, I used to say we, we used to hang out at this bar, and... Uh, we would pick up guys. And then <laughs> I mean, pick up guys. <laughs> but it was, I was kidding. <laughs> it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. um, now, was this when Cass was in the big three? I'm sorry, what? Was this when Cass was in the big three? Yes. Okay. She went to New York and, and did the big three. And then I heard her maybe a year or two later on the radio singing California Dreamin'. And she inspired me. I said, oh, man, I can do that. <laughs> so that's what made me start spanking our gang. Because I realized if you put the right voices together, it could sound pretty glorious. Mm -hmm. did, did the two of you ever uh, perform together or do any recordings together? No. That would have been special. Yeah, you know, I took her place in the Mamas and Papas after she died. Right. Later. So I, I always felt her spirit around us. And what was that lineup? It was yourself, Denny? That was me, Denny, John, and uh, Mackenzie Phillips, John's daughter. Right, which was historic in its own right. And how long was that band together? I think it was like 10 years. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I have it written down like 82 to 93 or something like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> through to 93. Now, tell us, yes. now you've done recording since then, too, right? You put out some solo albums, and you, you, you stayed in the music business? Um, have I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking. <laughs> uh, you're asking, okay. Um, I can't think right now what, what I've done lately. I'm pretty much retired. And uh, having health issues which really sucks mm -hmm. you know you get to be my age and it's like <gasps> with your personality you should be hosting these podcasts yes. you should be doing these interviews and you should be getting you know guests to chat with you i mean you, 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 you've always had the great singing voice but you have you know a, a bigger than life personality too well if we ever want to do it by phone that's fine with me let me know <laughs> Well, we can always do that. 
Um, I had a quick question about uh, Mamas and Papas songs. I mean, and this is just out of curiosity, is like two of your big hits had Sunday in the title. Was that a good day for you, or did it just happen to be coincidence that they both had Sunday in the title? Well, it was the day that we had, supposedly, it was our day off. Okay. <laughs> right. right. A day off meant, like, interviews and photos and, you know, whatever else they could squeeze in. I mean, we were always busy. But it was our favorite day of the week. And it was kind of a coincidence that we had two songs about Sunday. But, <laughs> you know, it was a great day for us. Spanky, right. we, we, we know that the Mamas and the Papas and the Monkeys and so many of the bands, you know, had the, the Wrecking Crew do a lot of the recordings. Was it, yes. was they, were they behind Spanky and our gang as well? Or did your band? Yes, yes they were. And, yes, they were. And so were, were you uh, at the sessions where, where they played and you um, sang or was that done separately? I was always at the sessions, no matter who was playing, if it was our music. Yeah. So you, uh, and, uh, Hal Blaine? You know, our producers were Stuart Sharp and Bob Durrell. And they oh. knew and played with all those guys. So we had our pick, you know. I mean, I didn't pick them, they picked them. Yeah. But they always picked the finest players. And, you know, we, we really had uh, lovely choices. And do, do you remember some of the characters? Do you remember uh, uh, Louis Shelton or, 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 or um, Glenn Campbell being in it? Do you remember Hal Blaine? Do you remember any of the musicians? I remember Hal Blaine, but Glenn Campbell was long gone. I think he was he had his TV show by then, uh, or he was gearing up for it. Although, okay. I remember, <clears throat> I don't remember what show it was, but Glenn Campbell and uh, we, <clears throat> excuse me, I'd say, okay, we're on the same show. It could have been Mike Douglas. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, I was in the makeup room, and I was getting made up, and all of a sudden, Glenn Campbell came in, and they made me get up out of the chair and give me my chair oh. so they could put his makeup on. It was like, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he was a sweetheart. We know the pecking order now. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you encounter other artists that worked there? Uh, I mean, recorded there like Sonny and Cher or... Uh... George Carlin, wow. Very close. Wow. Didn't see him that much, but we were, we were very close. Uh, he first, when he first started going on The Tonight Show, um, he, we were all in New York, and he, we would, we would hang out with whatever was going on. We'd do it with him, and uh, he was great. Uh, this is weird, but when uh, after O.J. Simpson or whatever, whatever happened with his wife Nicole Brown, um, George took me to ride this car, and he said, "I'm going to take you on the ride that O.J. took that night." And uh -huh. I uh oh! <laughs> wow! It was like, oh my lord! He, he was really—he was into it. But one day he took me to his house and sat me down in his office and said, "I'm going to play you my favorite songs of yours, Spanky." I said, "Really? <laughs> okay." And he did. He proceeded to pick from get all our albums, of course, and he proceeded to pick out his favorite songs and uh, play them for me. It was—I mean. 
Who does that? That's so sweet. That's so amazing. It was very sweet. And he was a wonderful man. Spanky, can I ask you about um, the Happy Together tour? When, when was that? And <laughs> did you only do that once or was that multiple times? I did it multiple times. First with, the, uh, with Spanky and our gang using uh, Gary Puckett's band. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Mamas and Papas, when I went back with them, then we, they got on the, we, they, us, got on the, uh, on the, the Happy Together tour. So I would say I probably did it at least three years, you know. Great, great, great. Yeah, not, I mean, it was a summer thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't go all year long, but. No, it still goes on in the summer, I guess, last year. Is it still going on? Yeah. Oh, uh, interestingly enough, because Howard isn't touring with the Turtles, um, Ron Dante is doing the leads um, with Mark um, oh. as the Turtles. We haven't heard it yet. Uh, I, I think it's supposed to be great, but last year, you know, it didn't tour for the first time because of COVID, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes I forget this COVID until I step outside and it's like, <laughs> there's everybody. <laughs> and where, where are you? Where, where in the world are you located? Well, I'm up in Northern California. Uh, oh, wow. where I live. Enough people know. <laughs> well, we're, we won't give your address, but Northern that's California is good. Yeah, enough. that's where I come from. I'm in Oregon now, so. All right. Yeah. <laughs> What's good about this place, then? Yeah, I I grew up in uh, San Jose and San Francisco, so those are my areas. So. Oh, okay. I'm a little further north. Okay. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure where you resided nowadays. So. <laughs> A hundred percent. Oh my gosh, this is this is great. And we're getting, you know, tidbits that we wouldn't have known otherwise. And the listeners are, you know, are getting exposed to someone who, you know, just isn't out there a lot. I know, I know, you know, that you're you're a legend to so many and, and everyone has your singles and some albums probably even. So this is this is amazing. This is such well, an honor. Right. Yeah. This will uh, be, uh, I, I do a, usually a weekly podcast. Right now I'm kind of every other week, which is fine. Uh, I usually upload them on the internet every Tuesday. So, you know, I have to do like little edits and stuff like that and fine tune it. But then once I get it done, yeah, I'll, I'll probably upload it next Tuesday. Uh-huh. Okay. And then hopefully, and hopefully we'll take, you know, a few of your comments, you know, calling Howard a golden uh, voice was was awesome. We'll probably find a way to include that in the Turtles book. Oh, lovely! Yes. Great. So we do double duty around here. <laughs> well, it's hard right. you guys have it going on. It's, it's nice to know that that someone is still around that still loves the music. Now, Charles, aren't you on the uh, Antique Road Show once in a while? I, I've never been, but I would love to be. <laughs> well, I thought you were the record expert. I'm not. No, I'm. I'm not an expert on anything. I'm a, 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 a. I'm a fellow fan, a sometimes promoter, a sometimes DJ, a sometimes actor. I'm a sometimes everything. <laughs> but before we wrap, I'm going to let Mark do a wrap, and, and end it, and then I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, to to give me a line for something separate. So I'm going to. 
So Mark, whenever you want to do a closing, uh, you're good. All right. Well, this has been fun. Can you let me know when it's going to play? And I'm gonna, how I I'm, yeah, I'll get you the link. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So. I'm not very a computer savvy, so might have to. Uh, we'll we'll figure uh, it out. I'll work with yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. You did a great job. I, I know, I know yeah. you're like all, like tentative, but you really rocked it. You were awesome. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I do have this really bad cough, so you heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Doing fine for me. Uh, I do appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, and I want to thank Charles Rosenay, and I want to thank Spanky McFarland for being my special guest on this episode of Fun Ideas Podcast. And we'll see you next time. Yay! Thank you for listening, and thank you, Charles Rosney and Spanky McFarland, for being my special guests. Remember, you can always watch the video version of this episode on YouTube. Episode 113 will be coming soon. If you would like to comment and or be a guest on this podcast, please drop me a line at funideas.mark at gmail.com. Become a patron of Mark Arnold and Fun Ideas Productions. If everyone listening just contributed a dollar a month, that would be a tremendous help in continuing the production of my books and this podcast. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The opening and closing music for the Fun Ideas podcast is provided courtesy of Danny Salazi of The Characters and is used with permission. This has been the Fun Ideas podcast. This is Mark Arnold speaking. This episode is copyright 2021 Fun Ideas Productions. Thank you and good night.